Hey everybody, I wanted to let you know that this October, I'm going to be teaching actually one of my favorite courses. It's a two-day course called Career Visioning to help you hire the best people for growing and scaling your business. Talent is the number one ingredient to success. Career Visioning provides proven hiring systems to ensure that the best and the brightest candidates join your team and take your business to the next level. I'll take you through how to use behavior assessments to match talent to opportunities, master a comprehensive interview process that reduces the guesswork when evaluating talent, set up your new hires for success, and much, much more. The virtual course costs only $99, which includes course materials and two weeks of access to live recording after the course is complete. I look forward to seeing you on October 6th and 7th. There are limited tickets available, so make sure you register as soon as possible. To sign up, go to adamhergenrother.com forward slash events. Hey everybody, I'm Adam Hergenrother. This is Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in personal growth through business success. Today I'm joined by my chief of staff, Hallie Warner. Hallie, how are you today? I'm great. Awesome. We are going to be jumping into what does it mean to live a rich life? life and i don't mean like flying around in yachts and jets and being like one of the i mean if you can fly around in a yacht that would be pretty amazing well that's coming because (laughs) we're now now putting people in uh you know space so that there's those tickets that are available too um but one of this actually conversation sparked a lot of conversations in my personal life so i want to give some examples because uh ramit seti um has his own um he's got a book out there that says i will teach you to be rich uh, he's also got a podcast out there as well too and i i heard him on uh, on tim ferris but i've also heard him on other different podcasts as well too that kind of people mention him which yeah. caused me to kind of go pay attention to it and his entire philosophy isn't exactly isn't like when you hear rich like you think about like untold amounts of money and i think just so many people out there don't understand this and we've had some other conversations on this podcast about money and i think it's just so important to understand what a rich life is. So we want to dive into what does that mean? What does it look like? Examples, not just in my life, but in other examples people give, um, you know, on both sides of the the coin, like I, I'm saving too much money or I'm spending too much money. So what, so what does that really look like? So Hallie, when you think about like living a rich life, um, what does that mean to you? You know, I wanted to ask you a question first, which is, well, I just wanted to frame the conversation a little bit. How, because we are going to be talking about rich yeah. life. How does rich, we're going to talk about rich life based off of how Ramit um, describes it. Like what yeah. is his definition of a rich life? Yeah. And uh, I like how you just punted that back to me. Uh, it was good. But you know, the reality is, is the way he describes this um, is that it's the simple things that bring you joy okay. every single day. And, and so, yes, there are the big uh, and it doesn't have to be every single day, right? But just like the simple things that you can do with money, right? Because money is important, right? I mean, it's for us to say that money isn't important is is kind of odd because we it is important. It drives a lot of different things, right? Um, that's why even in our organizations, we say 51% culture, but 49% money, mm-hmm. right? 50, we believe that we want to partner with people that are, that are missionaries, right? That are culturalized versus mercenaries who are all about money. There's a difference between being all about money and being obsessed with it versus being that, hey, I'm obsessed with the mission of the organization, the culture of the organization, that 51%, but guess what? 49% is profit. You still need profit to pay for organizations, to pay for expenses. So it's and one to, of those- to fund the life that and, and to you fund want, your life, yes, exactly. Definition, your definition of yes. a rich life might Yeah, be. your personal mission, right? Like mm-hmm. what, what that looks like for a rich life. Um, so it's, 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 but one of the things that kind of reframed me thinking about this is that like, 
being a, being a rich life is number one. Number two, are you, there's two things here. One is, are you in alignment with your partner about what that looks like? And number two, um, what does that actually look like for you? And I'm pretty sure it's probably not nearly as far as you think it is away and, or you could be doing it now and you're not recognizing it as your rich life. Um, because then people get caught up of thinking like, this comparison game, right? Which they talk, he talks a lot about this in his podcast about if you're always comparing yourself to somebody else's rich life, you're missing the entire point of this because your rich life is going to look completely different than somebody else's rich life, right? Mm -hmm. Not only because of their means, which may or may not be true because he talks a lot about how people are living this really lavish life but it's not even their rich life. They're living a lavish life of having debt and credit cards. And then it makes you go, well, I should be living that type of life. Right. right. And if the definition of a rich life is the things that bring you joy. Exactly. Does, is, is the debt or this lavish cars and vacations yeah. and trips or whatever it is actually. No, it might. It might. Well, the debt won't. But it, well, no, no, no. Maybe yeah. not the debt, but maybe the vacations or the yeah. whatever. Maybe that is part of your rich life, but. I think for many of us, it's probably not. Well, the, the thing is, if people are really honest with themselves is they, they not having debt and driving in a, um, not as nice of a car that you could, that maybe you pay cash for is going to bring you more joy in the end. And Me, why is that? Because when you buy a car that costs you $800 a month, it's cool for two weeks. And then everyone just sees your car and now you're left with the payment. And I guarantee everyone's had that same experience. I mean, I've seen so many people go like, yeah, I wish I could just get out of this. Like, it's fun. Yes, it's a great car. But then it almost starts to be like, it's More like a burden. burden. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like, why did I do that? But then when somebody gets around, you're like, oh, see my car? It's like, you, you have to play this game now and take so much energy. But do you think some of it does have to do with how much money you have? Because an $800 payment to some people is a stretch. And an $800 payment to somebody is like, a dollar to other people. Yeah. It's all relative. So it's all, yeah. Maybe it is all but, relative. But the rich life. And the thing is, is like maybe somebody's rich life could be, I absolutely love this car and I'm willing to pay $800 a month for it to sacrifice other things. That's, that could be them, right? That could be their thing. I, and just in my experience, most people are actually happier, have more joy in their life when they actually have more simplistic life based on their ability for what they can afford like way below their means. Mm -hmm. They're, they're going to have more joy living way below your means, not just below your means, way below your means, right, whatever your means is, yeah. whatever your means so it is, all is. Relative, yeah. yes, for that whole thing. But the concept is the same. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, so just to start with some examples of this, so people can kind of start framing, you know, their, their head around this is like, and you know, Remit uses, um, Remit uses some examples of this is like people, um, like what does a rich life mean? So you can start, you know, kind of, putting an idea to this. One of the examples he gives is he said he had a client that came and said, Hey, I want to be able to ship my luggage. Right. Like that's a rich life. Like I don't want to ever have to, or maybe that was his, was his, it was actually mm -hmm. his. Yeah. He said, I don't want to have to carry a bag in the airport. Right. And I totally get it. Like you're sweating, yes, you're trying to carry a coffee and like three bags. Yeah. And yeah it's pain. Yeah. In the ass. It is. I guess I never, would, I, I would never would think thought it like that, but yeah. like um, to him, that was, that's why it's like it's a luxury. We're all different. That's yeah. why, but it's, it's gotta be yours. And I think that's the, the first point we want to drive home in this. We'll give you examples of this. So it helps you, but it has to be you, right? If you're trying to live somebody else's rich life, even if you can, that's the wrong, that's the whole, you're missing the point of doing this exercise. Mm -hmm. This isn't about an expense or budgeting question, which we'll get into a little bit. It's more about what does it look like for you right now? Right? What does yeah. it look like? And, and then 
being fully in board on board with what that looks like and not trying to be, Oh, well, I really like this, but somebody else is doing this. So I should be doing that. Mm-hmm. And that's what, the game that we play. And then we end up trying to do what they're doing. And that doesn't even actually bring us joy, mm-hmm. right? Everybody's different. They're unique, right? Every snowflake is different. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's true though, right? So it's like, so that rich life is, is what does that mean for you? Um, and even other things were examples of like, people gave, Hey, a rich, like Tim Ferriss actually gave this example. He goes, you know, one of the things that really brings us joy is having fresh flowers delivered every day. Mm-hmm. And he said, it's because I see the vibrancy of the flowers. It makes me feel alive. Like it's just, it's one of those things and I love it. And so we just now subscribe to having somebody bring us flowers every single day. Yeah. I think a lot of the, and just correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of the examples still are consumer driven which is totally fine. I'm just thinking like the examples, even in my own life, like having a house cleaner mm-hmm. or, um, you know, getting all of your groceries delivered from thrive or, you know, just things that make your life, it's a leverage, right. And yes. things that make your life easier, simpler, but to a certain degree, it's still very consumer driven. Is there examples, um, or are there, could there be examples of, um, God, I'm trying to think of something else. Like, well, it, it could be, a, I want to work two days yes, less exactly. a week. And I'm willing to reduce my salary in order because for me, living a joy-filled life is not working on Tuesdays and Thursdays because I want to volunteer at my kid's school. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Yeah. Or even Mr. Money Mustache is a kind of an example of this where he said, you know, I can afford to buy a car, but I don't want to buy a car because mm-hmm. I get more joy driving my bike. Right. Okay. That's a great example. So just because yeah. I can doesn't mean it's like the whole Matthew McConaughey and green lights, which I haven't brought up for a while, but one of the <laughs> things in two weeks, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the best thing I love about that, his book, when you, if you haven't read, it, it's pretty funny. Um, it's really entertaining by the way. But one of the things I love about it is when he first started becoming famous, he then got put up in a house and he had a house cleaner and he had a maid and somebody like pressing all his jeans and he's sitting there having dinner with one of his friends. And he's like telling him, he's like, they got the house cleaner. I got this beautiful house. It's amazing to doing this. And I got somebody to press my jeans. And, she, and they stopped and looked and said, well, do you even like your jeans pressed? And he's like, no, I don't. And so he was like green light, right? He was yeah. like, he's like, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. And that was not a, actually his rich life. That was it's, someone else's idea exactly. of a rich life being imposed exactly. on him. Exactly. Um, and so again, we're, we're rich life. Don't get caught up in thinking like you need to be making all this amount of money. The majority of the people he's actually interviewing on this make like a hundred to 200, $300,000 a year as a household. Now that's yeah. a lot of money, but like, um, it, it's, it's not like you need millions of dollars. Here, exactly. Yeah. To, well, and one of his podcasts, I think this is actually on his podcast. I thought, and he may have talked about it in the Tim Ferriss podcast too. He used this really great example of, I think it was clients who collective, uh, their household income was $250,000. And they, I guess they were getting like counseling or something from him because they are so cheap. Their friends don't want to hang out with them. They don't, they, they each think each other are like incredibly cheap. They have enough money to, you know, live comfortably, mm-hmm. right? And have the things that they want. And um, they use an example of like went to a restaurant restaurant and the husband will look at the menu and be like, oh man, I really want like the filet and the lobster. Like, and they could absolutely afford it, but he will always go for the cheaper option. He'll be less satisfied with it just to save like five, 10, $10. And is that a rich life? I would argue no. Exactly. And that's what he means. And that's what he does. He kind of counsels people being like, hey, understand that you have to, and this is kind of the point number two, which is getting in alignment with your partner. 
on what each right, right. Because meanwhile, his wife life. is like, "This is ridiculous." Yes, and now she's Get getting upset about the whole want. thing, and now they're just yeah. not even having the actual conversation. Yeah, and it's like we can afford. And it's like I think he he used not that example, but he's used other examples before about just in general, like people being very too cheap. And then it's like, well, then the question he always asks is like, well, when are you going to spend your money then? Yeah. And and they go, I don't know, sometime in the future. And he goes, is that really true? And they go, probably not. Right. Because that's just their thinking. around. That's money. exactly. And yeah. so then it goes like, how can you actually start putting some things in budget? And that's like, so if you're really cheap, one of the ways to do this to make you feel comfortable spending money is to budget your rich life. And to actually put it down. So that's a tactical thing that you can do. So maybe one of your partners is, is like, hey, I don't, I don't really pay attention to any of that stuff. And their partner's like, we got to do this. And so then you start budgeting your rich life, which kind of goes to point number two is one of the most important things that you can do is actually get on the same page with your partner. Right. I just wanted to go back to one thing that I was thinking of there because there is such a difference between being cheap mm-hmm. and being um, just a good steward of your capital or being uh, or living below your means Yes, is different than being is there a better word than cheap? I don't like love that word, but I can't frugal. think of, yeah, maybe frugal, but it's like extreme. Yeah. We're not talking about just being con- money conscious and yeah. in budgets. We're yeah. talking about, um, it's on the other spectrum. Yeah. You like people who spend way too much and you have right, people who right. just won't spend anything. Yes. And then are unhappy, even though they, again, they do have the means yes. to do it. Even, even if they're still living below their means, they still have the means. That's yeah. exactly right. And so that way they say, it's like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to spend $300 a week on, going out to dinner because that brings a lot of joy in our rich life. Mm-hmm. Then you go out there and then you know that most dinners are only going to cost you 200, but you're budgeting 300. You actually win. Right. Yeah. So like they, they, you know that every week you can spend $300. I just made the numbers up, but you get or once a month or whatever that is, or once a quarter. Right. And all the other things that you might be spending money on that you, that don't bring you joy. Yes. You can eliminate either eliminate from your budget or cut back or whatever. Yeah. One of the things that, and I'll give you some personal examples here in a few minutes, but one of the things he gave as, as one of the biggest um, kind of things to watch out for is that um, when you're doing this with your partner to not dismiss them. And he said almost entirely when you see like people have couples have different ideas about their rich life, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like for instance, he says like a lot of times it, it doesn't matter if it's male, male, female, female, or male, male, um, or male, female. He said, basically like you have the conversation and somebody will be like, somebody in the relationship will say, Hey, I want flowers delivered every day. And the other person goes, well, that's just silly. Yeah. Why would you spend money on that? Yeah. And it's like very dismissive instantaneously to the other person's rich life. And when they said that, I go, shit, I probably do that. <laughs> like, and I just, no, I just made me think yeah. for a second, like, well, what do I dismiss that? Like, I don't think is my rich life. And I'm like, well, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. But yet that's the other person's rich life. So the rich life doesn't just go with you. It goes with you, both you and your partner, if you have a partner. Yeah. And so it's just, it was so fa- in that moment, I was like, man, I, I, I well, wouldn't and- think that I would want to do that, but I can actually recall now moments where I, I go, yeah, maybe I do dismiss that, which then in turn causes the other person to not want to do any of that. So I want to think, I want to understand your thinking here because um, Bill does the same thing very often when I propose anything, like let's get a house cleaner, let's get yeah. a new couch. Let's get like pretty much anything that involves money is a very immediate, oh, we don't need that. Every, what we have is totally fine. Exactly. Or I can clean the house. We don't yes. need a house cleaner. <laughs> I'm like, well, you're going to do it because I'm certainly not. Yes. Um, but Whatever the thing is, it's an immediate reaction. No, mm-hmm. because I, and but I understand some of his thinking. It's it's comes from just having a, a bit of a scarcity mentality around yeah. money. Mm-hmm. 
you, on the other hand, do not have that. Mm -hmm. So where, what is your thought process when you, when you go to the immediate, oh, we don't need that or like, what's your thought process? Well, I mean, typically when, um, when I, when I would probably do, I'm just trying to think of an example when I would, when I would do that. Um, I think with Sarah, what I found was I, uh, probably didn't support as much, even though I said yes, like I, she'd be like, I want to do that. I go, yes, go do that. And I could have helped out to get more in alignment with that. Um, and, and so for instance, like, well, when we talked about our, our rich life, cause I was like, well, what does this really mean to you? I said, well, go listen to this episode. Cause I want you to listen to it. And I said, let's just talk about what it means to have your rich life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, and she came back and it was like, I want to, I want somebody to clean the house every week. And then not just like clean it, but like do the beds, do the sheets. I don't want to think about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like somebody to, like to make sure that the chemicals, the pool and hot tub. So basically she's not doing all of those different things that are shown. It was very minimal stuff. Yeah. And I said, you know, we can, we can go do that uh, now. Like, so why don't you just kind of put a plan together for that? Um, but then she feels bad about spending the money to do it. And so I think I need to go and support that more in terms of being like, here's the money to go do it. Or we, we, here's the budget that we have allocated for it. Or, do you want me to go help you find somebody right, to, to go yeah. out and start doing these type of things? What, is, what do you want for support that way, right? To be able to, to those things. I think earlier in my life, I definitely was like more, when I was more probably money conscious about what I thought spending money on was okay. Mm-hmm. Because if I think it's okay to spend money on it, then it's fine. But if somebody else wanted to spend money and it wasn't something that matched with me, I'd probably may have said no. Right. Like I may, have, I, I do that all the time. Yeah, I may have dismissed that. Yeah. That's what I mean. When I look yeah. back on my life, I think I was like, when she was like, Oh, like, you know, house cleaner, like we can get house cleaner every week. I'm like, do we really need house need to be clean every week? Like it's fine. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. But for her, that means that makes a lot of sense. Right. Um, or whatever it was. Oh, mm-hmm. and getting her car cleaned once a week. Cause yeah. we have our kids, they're always in there. I said, great. Like we can bring, Let's I do said, that. Yeah. we can have somebody come to the house and do this. Yeah. Right. We're at a position in our lives. We can afford these things. But you know what I think is so fascinating about that? And I'm actually curious to hear what your version of a rich life is too. But um, for Sarah, it's like, it is simple things. She's not, yeah, she's exactly. not asking for like no vacations to the Maldives every month. And like, you yeah. know, it's just like, I, you know, just the day to day things yes. to bring more joy to daily yeah. life. Well, really it's, it's, you said it earlier, it's leverage. Yeah. Like a, lot a lot of the of components are leverage yeah. is time. Then it's also things that enhance your experience. Yeah. Like flowers. Right. Like you know, having not sweating through an airport. Yeah. Not sweating through an airport <laughs> or having, you know, having people, if you're having a housewarming party or having a, you know, having a party, having people there to cater it. Yep. Maybe you spend $2,000 catering it or $500 catering it, but, but somebody's cleaning it up. But then you can actually enjoy the event and not be working like, the whole time. Yeah. I get that. And maybe you yeah. do that once a year instead of, you know, whatever that is. So you mm-hmm. can, you can really have those events or whatever that budget looks like for you. Yeah. So those are the, those are the type of things that you can do. Whereas even it's funny when I say that, like, you know, we're, um, you know, we were even planning for my birthday and she's like, Oh, we can have all these. I'm like, I don't, we don't really need, but then I'm like, but if she doesn't, if she doesn't, if I say no to this, then like she's doing that because I'm not going to do it, but she ends yeah. up doing it. So then she can't enjoy it. So I'm and like, no, that makes sense. she wants to create sense. that experience exactly. for you whatever That's that exactly is. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's, um, it's those type of, those are the type of experiences, but really pulling in and getting on board with your partner is really key on this. Honestly, just even this conversation, I'm having an aha about something that I do yeah. with, um, he doesn't listen to this podcast. I don't think, I think he does actually. Um, maybe not every week, but he does listen to it, but I'm realizing that I always dismiss him when he, cause he is a gift giver. Mm-hmm. He loves giving yeah. gifts and cards. And I'm like, I personally, I could care less. <laughs> and then I specifically could care less about giving gifts to like family members. 
either mine or his. And yeah. so I'm always incredibly dismissive. Like, why are you getting that, your dad that? Why are we, mm -hmm. we don't need to buy my parents anything. Why are you get, like all of that stuff? But what I'm, I'm realizing is so minimal, such a minimal cost. And it is such, um, that does bring him so much joy. Well, that's his rich life. And, and, Absolutely. And his they, rich life. They even talk about that in podcasts. Like some people's rich life is giving. Yeah. You know, actually another one that really, um, you asked me about mine, yeah. um, that I've kind of had, but I've kind of tweaked a little bit. So I listened to that was, was about tipping. Mm. Like I, like it's about giving. Yeah. So now I, I kind of have like a rule, like a certain percent that I almost give on every single tip. Yes, I do as well. Um, yeah. and so whatever the, whatever that looks like, right. Like, yeah. or minimum. So like I go to Starbucks and I leave a minimum of $5. Okay. Question for you. This is a little bit self-indexed, but I also like to give good good tips. Mm -hmm. Um, definitely way more than 20, 25%. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I also like to be the one who, when you're going out to, or going out to dinner or you're having drinks with people, I like to be the one who pays. Is that my ego? I don't think so. Or is that my rich life? I think that's, is you enjoy helping people. Okay. I, I mean, it I could feel be, like it might be a little bit ego. It could be, <laughs> but I mean, I would just, when you do it, but I just, do like to be able to do like, you know, if my sister's in yeah. town while well, she's 10 years younger than me. So I pay for anything, everything yeah. anyway. Yeah. Pay. But, um, but that's also cause you're yeah. an older sister. Yeah. So it's kind of like, Hey, like it's a little bit of a, I like to do it. Right, I don't right, know, right. I don't know how much that, ego, I mean, it could, it could be like yeah. that you like, you're showing that off to a certain point, but it also could just be like, you get a lot of joy out of it. Right. Right. And that is a rich life to me to be yes. able to pay for other people. Yeah, and, there's, yeah. there's, and there's a lot of people that have that rich life. They want to be able to, which means that instead of going out to dinner once a week, you may be able to go out to dinner once a month and be able to do that. Right. Right. right? Or, you know, I remember when, when we were building businesses, like we'd go to the restaurant and I'd have to look at all the prices. Mm. Like, yeah, you know, that's not there. Or we choose a restaurant based on the, like the category of the amount of money. Yeah. Some of your rich life maybe is I want to be able to go to dinner and not have to work and not have to look at the price or not worry about any of those type of things. Well, and again, this is just a, another thought I had while we're having this conversation, which is if that like the giving or paying for other people is my definition of a rich life. Um, and same with gifts too. Mm -hmm. I think this applies to gifts. I think uh, often I do this, but I'm sure other people do it as well. We actually are taking away the rich life from other people when we deny them the, um, yeah. the joy of paying for us yeah. or giving us gifts or what, cause I do that all the time. I think for my parents, a rich life is also being able when we go out to dinner to pay for us, yeah. for the kids. And I'm always like, no, I got it. But that's probably the, I imagine that's part of their definition of a rich life is being yeah. able to do that. I once heard Tony Robbins say that he's like, don't ever, he tells a whole story about that. And he's like, don't rob me of the ability to give my gift to you. Mm -hmm. um, I forget where it was, maybe it was Date with Destiny, but he does this whole story. You know how Tony is. He tells these yeah. big stories about how he was trying to give and somebody wouldn't take it and take it. And so he finally looked at him and said, don't rob me of my ability to give to you or yeah. something along those lines. So it was just yeah. It was important. But yeah, so the, the, the rich life. So a couple of things to remember here is like, number one is, do you even know what your rich life is? And then budget for it. So if you are, maybe you're on the, the frugal end and you're not spending enough and you need to, to kind of up that budget. And look, we're not trying to go out there and spend $10,000 a month, right? Maybe that's for you, but like, maybe it's going to spend an extra hundred dollars a month on things that make you enjoy it, like flowers or you say, like a certain coffee. I was going to say coffee. It's like the, that's for people are like, hey, you know what? I gotta, I, you know, I should probably spend some money on this. I'm like, yeah, if you love your coffee in the morning or you love your tea or a certain drink, whatever it is, as long as it's healthy, um, and you do one of those things, then go get it. That, that, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I, again, with Bill, it's like, that's his thing would just be able to go get a coffee every day when he's working. Yeah. But he's, you know, He's reading Tony Robbins' Money Master yeah. the Game and he's like, you know, cutting expenses. And I'm like, 
That one you probably don't need to cut yeah, out of your I mean, life. <laughs> people need to have a rational sense about what yeah. they can afford, right? Totally. And that's why working with somebody makes sense. But you can, that's why you budget for these things. So you say, you know what? Can we afford to spend X number of dollars on entertainment and food yeah. every single week or every single month and then the year? And that makes sense. Yes. Yes. And then, and I think this is where you're going is once you understand what your rich life looks like and budget for, and then you'll talk in a second about having a conversation with your partner. But, um, but that realizing that you can actually be doing 85% of it like right now. Right now. Yeah. You do not have to wait for a rich yeah. life. You can live your rich life yes. today. And the other side of this would be that um, maybe you're spending way too much money right now. Yeah. Um, and you're not living a rich life. You're living an extravagant lifestyle based on your means. You're living yeah. way above your means. Right. Um, which is like meaning you're spending all of your money that you make and or you're spending all of your money you make plus debt. Right. And then really evaluating, is that bringing you joy? Yeah. And the reality is, is like, it may be a false sense of joy because you're trying to keep up with something or trying to do something. Then that's the other conversation is that you need to go, okay, then how do I bring this back down into alignment with what it is? He actually gave the example where um, people were like that. They were spending too much money um, and he was trying to build a business because that's what he wanted. This individual wanted to build a business. And they said, well, look, your rent is $4,700 a month. You live in the middle of Manhattan. If you want to build this business, which has nothing to do with Manhattan, you need to move. Mm-hmm. And so for them, that was kind of like, they're like, well, can't, we can't do that. And they, then finally they kind of worked through it and then they moved. They moved outside. I don't know. I don't know where they went, but it ended up being like $1,500 a month. You know, I, th- I don't know if the Mr. Money Mustache is an example of this or not, but he comes to mind that once you define what your your rich life looks like, Again, you can live it today, sometimes as simple as just moving. Exactly. Moving to a place that has a lower cost of living where houses are less expensive, um, that align with what your vision for your rich life looks like. And just doing that, you can almost automatically live it, live your rich life. And think of today more than ever, you can do this because of the remote work environment that we're in. And I'm not even just talking about the, the money aspect is one thing, but maybe you want to live in the middle of a city. Maybe you want to live in this beautiful remote con- like country exactly you can do whatever or you high want. rise or maybe you want to yeah. rent right yeah. it doesn't it doesn't matter yeah. you can do a lot and, of those- and move every six months yes yeah. whatever whatever your rich life is it's yours and it may change right but everyone's in different seasons of their life somebody's rich life i know my rich life when i was in my 20s it was different than my 30s than it is today mm-hmm. right and i'm still not not in my 30s i just want to make sure i'm clear with people but <laughs> um, can, the clock is ticking. <laughs> it is ticking but like it's 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 there right so like your rich life may change but the point is is be responsible in your rich life and actually create what it looks like because then you're actually experiencing the joy then you're no longer having to compare yourself because you're going you know what I don't really need, I love, I love being able to get my coffee every morning. I love having flowers delivered to this and that's cool. That's, that's my thing. What does this conversation look like with a partner yeah. and, and how did you walk through that conversation? The, the first thing that they, um, that they actually recommend is to make sure that you do, do not dismiss what their rich life is. Mm-hmm. So you kind of give them some homework, you have them listen to it or just frame the conversation or whatever it is that you want to do for them. Have them re- listen to the, his book, you know, I'll teach you to be rich. And again, rich isn't about like, I'm teaching you how to make money. Mm-hmm. It's teaching you how to live fully with the money that you have. I guess that's probably a better way of explaining your rich life, right? To live fully with the money that you have available to you. Um, And he said, just kind of frame that and then go into it and just being very open and supportive of your partner. And listen. And listen, right? And listen to what they are and then have them listen to yours and then create the budget for both of you. And that may be a little give and take based on your budgetary constraints that are there, but you're actually sitting down and going through there and saying, okay, great. 
you get $200 a month, I get $200 a month. How would you like to allocate to your rich life now? Once we hit X number of income, then we go to 300 and I go to 300, right? Whatever that looks like, you can, you can be this kind of give and take or maybe together, right? Or maybe mm-hmm. that we want to be able to go on a vacation, a certain one, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be the normal things that people think that don't ingest somebody else's answers because you think it's real. Just come up with your own. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the first thing too, is before you even have the conversation and being like, what does it really mean to me? to sit down and like, what does it really mean to me to have a rich life? Right. And it's like, you know, what is that? You know, one of the things for me is being able to get up and have my morning routine without having to worry about getting the kids together without having to worry about getting them to school or any of the other distractions that people have in there. And so that's important to me. And if it's important to Sarah, that means that we need to have somebody at our house taking care of those things. Mm -hmm. That's to me, I would give up a lot to have that which is my freedom, my time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which we are, we, so we hired an, an au pair to come in and it's, it's going to be a great cultural experience for our kids anyways to be able to do that type of thing. But we were really clear with them. It's like, we need to have you from basically 6.30 to 8.30 is your first shift because that way Sarah can do her rich life, which is go to the gym in the morning and get it done, right? To not have to be, you know, worry about getting all those different components to it. Now, some other people will go, I love doing that in the morning right, right. and that's my thing. That's awesome too, Right that we're not saying that we're just saying that's ours and ours should look different from yours. Right. But for us, that's what we, that's what one of the components was. And again, we talked earlier about, you know, and when I was talking with Sarah, she's like, I want, you know, somebody to be able to clean our house full clean, like doing all the beds, all the sheets, all that stuff once a week. Right. Um, it's, uh, it's being able to take certain vacations, right. That we want to be able to doing and even paying for certain family members to do certain things. Right? right. Because she likes to give those different things. Um, so that's, that's the framework of how you start that conversation is you getting clear on what that really looks like. And then having your partner get very clear, having that really open, supportive conversation, which means you, like you said, you have to be listened. I think the, the best piece of advice I could give here is to be curious about it, mm-hmm. right? Because when you're actually genuinely cur- curious, people are much more open to you because they know that you're coming from a different place instead of trying to criticize them or tell them why their rich life isn't good. Mm-hmm. You're actually really curious as to what makes them. For me, I was like, well, what is that? What does cleaning mean to you? And that's when she went and was like, I want all the sheets done. Yeah, like, and I always try to, and I always try to go to, to like understanding why that's important to them yeah. or what their thinking is behind that or because maybe it isn't really that thing. Maybe there's a different thing that is a good solution too, but maybe, you know, some, maybe it is that thing. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. So what is the, like, uh, it's not like a one and done conversation. Yeah. How, what's the follow up and like the, how do you keep that conversation going so you continue to stay in alignment? Yeah. I mean, I think you can, you can do this two, one of two ways, depending on the dynamics of your family. You could schedule a weekly meeting or a monthly meeting that you guys do that. You could schedule a date night once a month or once a week, depending on what that looks like. And you could have that conversation or you can just have the conversation whenever it's convenient, right? Like for us, like, I don't feel like I need to schedule a certain time to do it. Like we may have a, a break where our kids are outside playing and I say, Hey, how's your rich life going? Mm-hmm. And where are we at with that? Like we gauge the conversation. Um, I think the first conversation probably needs to have time. Yeah. Meaning yeah. that like you should probably set aside a Saturday morning, give your kids some extra time on their iPads, whatever that looks like, or go out if you have the ability to do that, whatever that is, but have a couple hours so you can establish that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But then after that, like all the touch-ups, you can find your moment. Again, for us, it's just we can find our moments or when we are out on a date or whatever that looks like, um, you know, we can have that conversation to kind of figure out where we're at with those different things. Yeah. And I actually do probably the opposite, mostly because like you said, it depends on people's schedules and mm-hmm. I have to do because our schedules all, are all yeah. over the place. Um, we do a weekly meeting where we discuss things like that budget, financials, our schedules. 
and all of that kind of condensed into one meeting. We talk about maybe our future self, the rich life. Um, that was actually one like aside I was thinking was about the future self. If you haven't had your partner do one, yeah. I think it's really powerful and you can even you do it as part of this entire conversation mm-hmm. and then, um, and sharing it with each other because some stuff is in alignment, but then sometimes it's very surprising what it's might not, not be, yeah. which is totally fine as long as you can support each other and what that future life looks like. And it's enough in alignment where you're not living like two separate lives. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So to kind of wrap this up, um, the first thing is, is if you're really honest with yourself, where have you been dismissive to your, to yourself or to your partner uh, about things that you can afford now that are part of your rich life? Meaning like you gave the example of like, Hey, I really want to go out and get the steak. But like, I've been dismissing it because I feel like I can't spend the extra $15 on that, yeah. right? Or, or like, I want to go and be able to get my coffee, but like, I feel bad because I don't want to spend money from doing those different things, right? And then where have you been unsupportive or, or let me, maybe not unsupportive, where have you not been curious when your partner has suggested some things along the lines that they may not know it as like their rich life, but have suggested some options and you've dismissed it because it didn't fit your idea of where you should be spending money or allocation or time. Mm -hmm. So I think that's important to do for that. Number one. Um, Number two is then get really clear on what your rich life is as clear as you can, right? Knowing that that goalpost can move, it's fine. And then your partner's goalpost, if you have a partner come together on that budget for each of you, set that up and just start testing it for the next month right? And then get together. If it works, awesome. If it doesn't work, then change it again, right? So keep kind of working along those paths, which is really, really critical for it. And then just keep the dialogue open and and conversation flowing. And again, it's, I think you're going to find that it's the everyday or simple pleasures or the things that cause most stress to you that you can start bringing something into your life that kind of help alleviates that. And I think that becomes important. Yeah. And, and, and just, I think for me, the most impactful thing is that the rich life isn't something that needs, that happens in the future. It truly can happen today. Well, you have no, you have no guarantee that the future is even going to be here. Right. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I mean, you can wake up tomorrow and all of a sudden like you're gone. Right. Or that like you're, or, you know, who knows life could alter in any different ways. Somebody in your family dies instantaneously, right? They get, they hurt. I mean, it happens every day, (laughs) every single day, some family is disrupted that you never thought was going to be disrupted, right? You know, who knows? There's a whole slew of things that happen. So you may not be able to do that <laughs> or it is never a future moment that's there. So start doing that today. And that becomes, that becomes really, really important when you're living your rich life, which means that you're living the life that you're designing, um, not only with money, but just with your time as well too. Hey, if you like this episode of Business Meets Spirituality, Make sure to subscribe to this podcast before you go so you don't miss future episodes. Or visit our website, adamhergenrother.com. That's H-E-R-G-E-N-R-O-T-H-E-R to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to your podcast. And don't forget, never give up on joy.